0: Hello,
1: everybody. This is Joseph Hasek, and welcome to the Fired Up Network. Welcome to NBA Jump Ball with Captain Canada, Drew Ebanks. And of course, we're going to get more sports fluent with Anthony K. First of all, Drew. You told me I knocked you so hard. Your teeth hurt. You had root canal and all that. I told you, I'm not meaning business here. You better cover the award-winning, the league-winning champion coach, soon to be an NBA coach or CBA (laughs) or, uh, you know, BBA or whatever. I'll take G League.
2: I'll take G League.
1: G League, no, no. Well, I'll get you in the G League, but you got to get me Gatorade for life. All right. So, so the Anthony I gave K. You a little RVD
2: too. You didn't even. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: look, this guy's using wrestling terms. I'm so confused here. He tells me about my forehead. It's nice and shiny. Now he's res- using wrestling terms. Drew Ebanks. I'm putting you on the spot right away. When are you going to cover Anthony K. Do an interview with the world famous coach. When? I need to know the time. Shout the out team. to the
2: GTA Mavericks. Congrats, guys. Great <laughs> Big job. Up.
0: Big Congrats, up to
1: GTA man. Mavericks. Big up!
2: Drew. Who'd you guys beat? <laughs> What's that?
0: Who'd you guys beat? I have no idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter who he oh beats. My the champion.
0: <laughs> wow, got, that's great.
1: Do <laughs> Somebody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> do,
1: do you got to We Are the Champions there? Come on. Good.
2: No no no, 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 no. Yeah, right. we we'll appreciate
0: it. it we'll try to come through one of these days very soon all right
1: in 2023 not
0: through yes, right?
2: uh, yeah. yeah you know yes, we just we just tell him this for next year right 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 Joe to be the man
1: you gotta beat the man <laughs> yeah, that's all who's never been the man he's <laughs> never been the man and Anthony Anthony let me ask you. Drew I'm putting I'm sorry I gotta do this because I, we had a heated discussion me and my girl about this. Anthony, it's your girl's birthday. Do you even get her like a cake or flowers or anything like that? Or you just say no? No. See? that? I'm the one who screwed up here. He, you know, Drew doesn't get flowers, doesn't get present, doesn't get anything. He says, oh, my toothache, I can't do it. No, Joe, Joe, oh, Joe let me, me you teach flowers? you something, Joe.
2: After a certain age, women stop having birthdays. So what do you need? A cake and flowers? and?
1: You have to. You have to honor. I, don't have team, I do that
2: every day. I do that because it's a Wednesday.
1: It's a Wednesday? It yeah. It's a Thursday, actually.
2: Whatever day it is.
1: It's a Thursday. All right. Enough enough shenanigans here. Let's get to the NBA. The NBA starts unofficially the second half tonight. The Raptors and New Orleans here. I don't know if New Orleans made it in. I, I Do you guys uh, have any word if New Orleans made it in because of the snowstorm? Drew, go out and find it. Look look out your window. You're right at Air Canada Centre. Look if New Orleans made it in. There is some video going by uh, last week of Zion wants to get rid- wants to get out of New Orleans. Anthony, uh, what do you make of this video?
2: He does not want to get out of New Orleans. He just signed an extension in New Orleans. What he should be focused on is getting healthy and getting on the court. You can't get out of a team that you just signed an extension with without being on the court. So I know if you're referring to the one where he said the other cities that he likes to travel to Toronto being one of them, that's, that's great. Zion needs to work on his weight, on his fitness, on, on playing basketball and stay right in new Orleans where he is. I'm sick and tired of people signing a contract extension in the same year, next year, asking to get out of it. It, Enough, enough's enough. Play, go play, go play, get on the damn court. The Pelicans are a good team. They can make a run in that West. That West is wide open, even with the addition to, of KD to the to the Suns. It's still wide open. He needs to get on the court and be
0: quiet.
1: So I'm going to ask Drew, and then I'll come back to you, Anthony. Is he been overrated so far,
0: Zion? Definitely not overrated. I mean, I mean, I'm a little biased because I had him on my fantasy team. Uh, this year, unfortunately, as you, can, you guys know. Me too, know. on
1: my IR. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. Brewer hasn't won his fantasy team since 1967, the last time the Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup. That's the truth.
0: Just, just after that, but yeah, no, I haven't won my league yet. I've come second, but bottom line is when he's on the floor, guys, he's one of the most productive. uh His percentages are incredible. Like, the things he does when he's actually playing is almost unprecedented for a guy who's really not a center. I mean, his shooting percentages, he finishes at the rim with contact. You know, if he can shoot the three, he can shoot the three a bit as well. But so efficient, so really unstoppable. And it hurts because I want to see Zion Williamson play. Like he's just honestly one of the most unique basketball players that we've ever seen. Unfortunately, the body type is not conducive to staying on the floor, especially when he can't keep his diet and in the way he puts on pounds uh, under control. So it's going to be really hard for him, guys. I really was looking forward to this season. I thought he was finally overcoming that. But little minute, um, you know, nicks and knacks that other players could kind of get through. It seems like with Zion, it's just uh, something that keeps him out for weeks at a time.
2: Zion, Zion's in a tough situation because it's not just the weight. It's not just the weight. He's got bad feet in the sense that he has bad footwork, the way that he runs, the way that he jumps, the way that he lands. All of those things are bad. And, and so if you remember <laughs> when he first got, yeah, when yeah, he waddles, right? One leg might be longer than the other. It happens. It's very common. I think almost everybody has it, but his the gap might be bigger with this. But the problem is, if you remember when he got drafted, they said, we're going to teach him how to walk, change the way he walks and runs and jumps and lands. Because that's where a lot of that, those injuries come from, not just the weight. He has the potential to be a Charles Barkley type of player in the sense that Charles Barkley, let me tell you right now, I've met Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is nowhere, is no, I'm 6'3", three, legit. And he, I look him eye to eye. There's no way he's bigger than six four. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody tells yeah, me. So I don't know how they measured him. I stood face to face with him, the man six four, and he played at the power forward position phenomenally. The problem, the thing with Zion is more ac- explosive athletically than him. But my point is, he has the potential to be that caliber of great player of Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. or the weight, he could be Oliver Miller. That's the that's the range of player he can become. He is so, to Drew's point, so talented. Like he is, he you can't put the word bust on him because when he has played, it's not like Greg Oden or those other guys. When he, he he's not a bust because when he's played, he's been phenomenal. Like one of, top five player in the league, maybe top ten for sure, maybe top five. He just hasn't played enough because of the injuries. So he's gonna be more along the breadth of Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill. Wish I would have saw him healthy more. Um. Not so. Like, let's because uh, I throw people thrown the bus, not a bust, definitely not a bust because he's shown he can do it.
1: All right. So let's get to uh, their opposition today here at the Scotia Bank Arena. The Raptors, Raptors now with Pasco. If everybody looks like they're healthy, Gary Trent and everybody like that. I'll ask Captain Canada because Captain Canada a little bit biased. All right, a little bit biased. Okay, what do you think? What's the best Raptors can do? here for the next 20 games or so?
0: I mean, I think they really haven't captured the essence of what brought them success, guys. Um, I don't know what it is. There's just something missing. I'm not sure if it's a leadership um, aspect of it. I know that for me, I've been a bit critical of Nick Nurse just in that I don't see a fostering of the roster as a whole. I see him believing and buying into certain players, but I see other players kind of being left to the wayside. And I, I think there's no cohesiveness with that roster and guys knowing, even at the, the eighth ninth 10, 11 spots, knowing they're going to get consistent minutes. They have to. Well, how do you change defense. that three quarters of a season in? Well, I mean, that's not easy, but this team has experience, guys. We're not talking about, um, you know, a young squad that's out there in the league that hasn't done anything. There's enough veteran experience for them to be a lot better. But I believe it starts, and I always say this, at every single level, it starts on the defensive end. If you're not going to commit defensively, you're not going to win a lot of ball games. And also, when your point guard is basically your shooting guard or your top, uh, as far as field goal attempts, and he's only six feet tall, that's not going to get it done. They need Fred VanVleet to almost transform his game in this second part of the season to be more of a facilitator, a distributor, and pick his spots uh, when he has to. Look at Jalen Brunson and what he's done for the New York Knicks. I mean, he's pretty much done that. He's got guys involved in the offense and then when he needs to strike he does that uh, with great uh results from it so i think a guy like fred needs to adjust his game but ultimately if they want to make a run and you know string together seven eight nine ten wins in a row defensively is where they're going to have to get it done
1: anthony
2: so you asked realistically what they can do so they got 23 games left um for them to have any shot at any shot at getting kind of where they want to be, which is that six seed, they got to go like fifteen and eight, doable type, type of number, which is doable with the the team. This team, when you look at this team one through ten, they're they're very talented, right? Again, OG getting healthy would help. Um, thank you, OG getting healthy would help because then you have an all defensive player, you have an all NBA player in, in Pascal. Can I just shout out CNN Pascal Shaquem? They called him what a joke. Wow. Figure out the last names, people. I know I pronounced them wrong, but at least I try. Okay. So you got an all-NBA player in Pascal Siakam, an all-defensive player in OG. You have an all-star in Fred Van Vliet. Like you have a talented, you have a a rookie of the year from last year who's everyone say he dropped. He didn't drop off. He just Scotty Barnes just hasn't taken that next step yet. Um, so you have an all-rookie player in 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 Scotty Barnes. You have a a shooter who can, you know, put buckets up in a hurry in Gary Trent. And now you have one of the most efficient big men down low in, in Jakob Like you have enough talent to go 15 and 8. That's not ridiculous, right? So the 15 and 8 puts them at what like 43 and 39, kind of, I believe, would be their record. That that's, I think, could get them the sixth seed in the east. They're talented enough to do it. There's no reason they couldn't. Defense, Drew mentioned it. That's gonna be the key. Can they play defense? So you're gonna need them to play defense like they used to you're gonna need them to buy into nick nurse's system and and like you remember when they used to look like they were on a string on d remember that like they need to buy into that and do that you're gonna need nick nurse to really reinvent himself in the sense that he's never been consistent with his rotations except when they're short like he's really good in the playoffs because in the playoffs you only use seven eight guys you can't do that in the regular season you see pascal fred leading the league in in minutes per game that's not conducive to, to an 82-game season. So he needs no. to reinvent himself a little bit and be more consistent with his rotations. And if all of that happens, if all of that happens, they have a shot. The problem is, if it doesn't... And they need to... Oh, sorry, you mentioned Fred Van Viet. Fred Van Viet, yes. He needs to be that, that playmaker. But we've talked about that enough, so I'm going to leave it alone. If all of those things happen, cool, they're there. The problem is the likelihood of them doing all that in a 23-game stretch when they haven't done it so far in 59 games, slim to none. And if I'm going to make my – here's my hot take. If they don't move up from that 10th spot or worse, they fall, this is the last you're going to see of Nick Nurse in Toronto.
1: Well, that was my next question here. First of all, when you mentioned CNN, I, I'm, I'm tired of everybody. You know, Barkley coming on and shot. we love Canada. We love Toronto, and they do. But everybody else – couldn't give a crap about Toronto Don't want to co- oh it's too cold oh well I got news for you in Chicago it's colder sorry I mentioned Chicago right
2: Chicago's <laughs> colder Minnesota's colder hey dummy this is for Gilbert Arenas because I know he watches the show Joey's a friend of yours Gilbert Arenas do you know what's uh, further north of Toronto Portland look at a map Toronto is south of Portland if you look at their latitudes buddy um if, and I might sorry I'm gonna go on a rant about Gilbert Arenas, Gilbert Arenas who says Toronto I don't want to go up there. I got two, three thousand dollars a month in phone bills. Hey, dummy, ten dollars a month, Rogers, Verizon, whichever one. You can have unlimited calling in North America. There you go. I just saved you three grand a month. Thank you very much. Sorry, sure. go ahead, Joe. That, he he drives me nuts. He's so dumb. A, yeah, me and too.
1: number zero. That's that should Agent
2: know. Zero Rings is his name, yes. And
1: that's what right, that's all. Right. And and when you mentioned Nick Nurse, all right. And we talked about this, Drew. We talked about this, I don't know, three months ago. And Anthony, you were here about three weeks ago when we talked about, yes, he won the NBA championship. All right. Then what has he done? There's no, like you said, no cohesion. You have basically the same team from the time, except for Kawhi, all right, for and Kyle Lowry, from the time they won to now, it's basically the same team, and they have gone downhill a lot. No, well, you take away Kawhi. No, you,
2: you No, Kawhi, Danny Green, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, if, Marcus if Salt. Really like there's a lot. It's Kyle a very a different team. It's a very different team.
1: Yeah, but if you're relying on Serge Ibaka and Danny Green, you got more problems than you know. Put it that way, okay? <laughs> so so it's like Kawhi okay and, and and Kyle Lowry okay. Those are two big, but come on, you got to go you got to step up with your youngsters, all right? What and they they put themselves in a in a pigeonhole because I don't have to tell you, Drew, I'll start off with you. Who's the coach of Team Canada? Nick Nurse. And who's the only Canadian team in the National Basketball Association?
0: The Toronto Raptors.
1: Enough said, right? Do yeah. the Raptors say you're not good enough to coach the Raptors, but you're good enough to coach a national team?
2: No, well, he probably loses both.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a dilemma right there. I mean, obviously, it's going to be hard for him to be disconnected to the Raptors and still be coaching the national team. There will be calls for him to step aside from that role. Uh, It could be that maybe he keeps that role. But remember, um, I'm sure there's other teams that would be interested in him if he was not here also. So if he's out of Toronto, most likely he's out of the national team. For sure. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that, even that move, because I didn't feel he really knew all the strengths of all the Canadian players, per se. Uh, And there was there were gaps there as far as what the guys who were put on the team actually could do and what they were allowed to do. And that, that leash they were given. Duke, uh, based on their skill set. So uh, I think he needs a lot more to get uh, more affiliated uh, and more acclimated to the Canadian system, the Canadian players and talent we have. But yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not... I got to give the guy props. He did bring us in uh, the Raptors a championship. Yes. Um, some might say some of that is on the backs of what Dwayne Casey kind of built up as well. But how much leeway do we give... To Nick Nurse, I really have not seen a level of criticism that I saw for even uh, Sam Mitchell uh, back in the day. So I, I'm I'm not sure exactly you know why that isn't the case. Great guy, obviously he's had some amazing schemes, but now it's time, as, as Anthony said, he has to put up or shut up. Bottom line, especially this last 23 games, it's a proving ground. Do we? Yeah, does, does the franchise have the confidence to go ahead and go forward with Nick Nurse?
2: Uh, you know, I was—I I don't mean to, I, well, I hope I didn't distract you as I was laughing. I was laughing because you're so politically correct. You were so nice. What you wanted to say, what you wanted to say was Nick Nurse was hired for Team Canada as a PR move. It wasn't because he was the best fit to be their coach. It was a great PR move. He was the the head coach of the Canadian team, Toronto Raptors. Their NBA title, and he was very popular. And oh my God, he's doing everything wonderful. And it was a PR move and a good PR move. Don't get me wrong, but that's why he was hired. That being said, Luke, Nick Nurse absolutely built off what Dwayne Casey did. And I guess you know ifs, ands, or you know could have been, would have been, should have been. Does Dwayne Casey? take that same team with Kawhi to the to the title maybe maybe we don't know we'll never know it was Nick Nurse got in and got and got it done and congratulate him and thank him and you're right great guy great great coach especially on the defensive end of the ball but what confuses me is that what Toronto as an organization does So well, like, I mean, maybe better than any other team is develop their young players. If you look at the people that have gone through the 905 and their, and, you know, Siakam Van Vliet was undrafted. There's, there's numerous colloquial power. Like there's so many great players that they went, that went through the Raptors system through that 905 system and became legit stars or really good role players in the NBA all because of that 905. So 905 does a great job. Toronto does a great job of developing players. Nick Nurse doesn't. Do a good job of giving them consistent minutes because, as a young player who's developing, you need to know what's my role, right? Like, and that's, I think that's really the difference between a great coach in the NBA and then everybody else is that we ask certain players, there's one or two, maybe, maybe per team that have the ability to be a superstar or star caliber player, there's one or two max the other 11 guys on that roster or 12 guys on that roster have to know their role and play their role to the best of their ability but if you make that role inconsistent if you change that role if you don't make it clear what their role is they're not they're gonna fail so it's it's weird to see that 905 does this great job of developing a player and then it just kind of falls apart right a guy like Coloco I think I think part of his frustration is that is hey, I'm I'm being developed to do this, but now I'm on the court and one day I'm doing this, the other day I'm doing that, then I'm not playing. And
0: it, I'm it's not concerned, you make some amazing points. And I've we've talked about this, Joe, many times. That synergy, that synchronicity between the 905 and having a G-League team, you know, within arm's reach of your pro team to the point where some days you can have them play in both leagues. Uh, it, which is incredible. But, yeah, that fall off or that – um what's the word I'm looking for? There's a disconnect between – like the Raptors. They, yeah, but what they preach and how they're unified on the 905, then – I mean, look at Mal- Malachi Flynn and his father. Malachi Flynn's father called out Nurse last year, basically saying, like, what is going on? This kid is a point guard. I mean, we've seen him over the summer score 50-plus points in pro and games which obviously are not nba games but they still have talent there so you know you look at a guy like flynn and you look at where he came from and what accolades he had at the collegiate level and he's a mature player he's not like a young player i would think he could come right in guys and fit in to the Raptors system because they usually don't necessarily play young guys a whole lot all the time yeah scott he's a bit different he's a uh, point forward he can dribble up the ball he can do a lot um but you see again now um the way that scotty's game has come down and again the injuries forced a lot of changes in the lineup but also where is that consistency where's the confidence in the players that want to play this game for the raptors so they need they need to get a hold of that and they really need to instill better confidence in these players because they don't know from one game, as you said, Anthony, are they playing? Are they playing big minutes or not?
1: Two things uh, you guys mentioned and and great points by you guys with uh, Nick Nurse, a great PR stunt. But also, Anthony forgot, somebody (laughs) in Canadian basketball likes him playing guitar, loves him playing guitar. I know this for a fact. (laughs) And second of all, I thought you were laughing because you wanted – you sent me a text. You wanted me, you, and Drew to – Basically draft, draft the all-star team. What a bunch of hooey. This was oh. the all-star game. All right. Even let's, let's talk about super Saturday or NBA Saturday night, Anthony. Okay. We talked about how you were going to watch NBA uh, all-star Saturday night. I was going to watch Elimination Chamber, Sammy Zayn in Montreal and everything like that. And then you had uh, G. League prayer <sighs> steal the show or did in your opinion, did he steal the show?
2: He was the only. He was the only bright spot of. He was the only bright spot of the weekend. He was the he, he Mac McClung, Can I? I need to rewind just really, really fast, just quickly on Malachi Flynn. You brought in another little guard, right? You brought in another little guard because he can shoot threes, and you don't put him in a position where he's getting open threes to shoot him. So I just you should have just drafted Desmond Bain. He was the next pick in the draft. Just pick him, then at least get some defense. But anyways, the All Star Weekend was the worst. All, it wasn't just the worst all-star game ever it wasn't just the the lowest viewed all-star game ever really? it was the worst all-star weekend ever and 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 i'm listen i'm not even blaming the nba
0: utah salt lake city
2: i'm not even blaming the boring utah have you ever spent any time in utah
0: <laughs> i've never been to utah no
2: i i was driving from let me remember i was driving from De- i lived in denver and i was moving to san francisco and i drove denver to utah Spent a couple of days, and then San Francisco. That two days was the longest three weeks of my life. <laughs> that was the most boring. I just. What do so you do? There? Look the the mountains, the mountains look great. They're beautiful. <laughs> they're beautiful. The Salt Lake, the sands, whatever. Yeah. Beautiful. Like as far as scenery goes, it was great. Um, you know, my co-host on Fluent and Chill. Uh, chill, Jermaine Womack played university ball in at Utah, and and he he'll tell you there's nothing to do. It was great. We never got in trouble because there was literally nothing to do. I'm not even going to blame Utah. So if the NBA is not to blame and Utah's not to blame, who's to blame? Oh, it's the players. The players are 100 percent to blame because they don't care. I saw Jordan Clarkson go out to a horrible skills challenge, by the way. That maybe that is the NBA. They should go back to one on one versus these teams. What are the no offense to the Antento I love them all. They have not enough skill to be doing a skills competition. I guess another PR stunt, but they're not skillful. Please give me a break. But they didn't care. I saw Jordan Clarkson walk out there to the skills challenge, like, I don't care. You know, chain bobbing around and blah, blah. And he's laughing and he's missing shots. You're missing three free throws. Dude, three jumpers from the free—they couldn't hit a free throw jumper. My eight-year-old can hit a free throw jumper if you give him three tries. It was embarrassing to see that
1: they, they didn't, didn't have the care. right coaching. The coach yeah. of the year
2: wasn't That's, there. You're, you're right, but they didn't—they didn't care enough. And the big stars don't show up because they don't want to be embarrassed because they're scared of what's going to happen on social media if someone crosses them over or breaks their ankles or, you know, heaven forbid, someone who's a lesser player than me beats me in a dunk off. And you had a guy signed. He's a G League player. He shouldn't have even been there. The the Pistons. No, who who signed him?
1: Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Good.
2: Philadelphia signs him just so he can compete. Let's be honest. He's not going to be on that roster. They just signed him so he can compete in the dunk contest. Well, then 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 do what I said, which is bring in G Leaguers, bring right. in right. The, the guys who just dunk for a living. So at least it's entertaining. I at was least thinking about out.
0: that when you when he when I saw him, I was thinking exactly what you had said. Hang yeah. right on.
2: Because, it's, you know what? Have – do this. Have LeBron James, Ja Morant, Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, judges. Dr. J, sit there and be the five judges, mm-hmm. Vince Carter, whoever. Have those guys, have the NBA's greatest dunkers be the Randy. be the judges. And let the – what a thrill for a guy who – that's what he does for a living is dunks the basketball to come to an NBA stadium in front of all these fans – and have Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, and LeBron James judging my dunk contest, and and I said the winner gets the hundred thousand dollars. Keep that the same, and a ten day contract to the host city. So the Utah Jazz give him a ten day contract. Let's see what you can do. It's it's just G League. It's ten days. It's the, you're only going to practice. You're not going to. You can do that. No problem. What a great opportunity. You're going to get the best dunkers. You're going to see those seven twenties, those full somersault dunks that we see in these highlight videos, but in front of the world stage. I, I think that makes it more entertaining. Guys don't want to do it. Fine, either that or scrap the whole All Star Game because it's horrible. It was horrible.
1: Yeah, all right, so ratings I'm were ask bad you first. Okay, the All Star Game. I've been a big proponent for hockey to make the females play with the males. Uh, you know, Marie Poulin play with Sidney Crosby and all that. I know that WNBA is not in season, but it can't be any worse than what we've seen on 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 Sunday here because that was crap beyond crap. All right, what would you change and make the All Star game? When we saw Kobe against against uh, Michael Jordan the last years, and they played actually defense for more than two minutes a game.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know what to say. I, I think it's hard because even when you look at the dunk off, and I was so looking forward to Shaden being in there, and I really thought I didn't think anybody could beat him. I've seen that kid dunk for many many years. Uh, from the high school ranks all the way up, um, and that's the thing: when you don't get your best players, when you don't get the ja Morantz in the dunk off, and you don't have your best shooters necessarily all of them in the shoot in, in the three point shootout, there is a letdown there. And the game has to be competitive. I mean, it, it, it's not that you know we hope anybody gets injured, but that was actually embarrassing. Like watching that game, it made no sense because. Even before, guys, years passed, it wasn't a free layup line. Guys were trying to stay in front of guys, make it a little bit difficult. What I saw there was absolutely it was ridiculous. It didn't make any sense. And then even with the Elam ending, I found, well, they've changed it, whatever they've called it, the Kobe ending. I've seen more excitement, way more excitement for CEBL Elam ending games. Where it means a lot to win. Maybe they got to put incentives back in. Maybe it's an extra fifty k per player. Maybe it's, it's not something make a difference
2: with, for an all star who's making 10 million 30,
0: It's not really. Million but maybe to it goes tomorrow. to charity. Maybe it goes to their favorite charity. But you got to have. You got to talk to the guys. You have to say, "Look, we have to play this like a game." Like yes, it's All Star Weekend, but it has to be played like a game, or else it's. I, I, it like I go. Something.
2: I go back to what I said though. They won't because they're afraid if they like if they play tough and someone crosses them up, that it's going to be on social media forever. And and it's to your point of staying Being in front of friend. them. It was so embarrassing. Yeah, it ruins their brand. It was so embarrassing to see. I, I forget who. I wish I remembered who it was, but I. I just I got so angry. I was just I stopped. But like I believe someone someone gets the ball just. Two steps behind the free throw line. There's a guy in front of him playing defense, and it's almost like, oh, oops, I didn't mean to, and just opened up and let him just go in. and up, him. yeah. yeah. I'm like, hold on, what do you mean, oops? You were playing defense by mistake. It, it was just, it was. That's why people turned it off, and and you know what's going to happen? People, the players don't realize this. What happens if people stop watching the All Star game because it's like that? Then all viewership starts to snowball down. It's a snowball effect, right? Then what happens? Well, then the TV deal gets smaller. Well, then the salary cap goes down. Then your pay goes down. Like, let's not, remember, let's not forget, excuse me, Michael Jordan was making $30, $33 million a year in 97, 98, his last two seasons in the NBA, which was more than the team's salary cap. Let's remember that, right? And then what happens in the early 2000s? It becomes so defensive and so slow that viewership goes down. When was the next time someone made $30 million in a year? Do you know how many years it took until that happened again? Right? Right? Because it wasn't until 04 that ESPN ABC puts in, I think, $2.4 billion in TV revenue to the team, and then salaries start to increase again. Go look at the highest paid player after Jordan in 97, 98, or before. It's like this drop-off, and then it rebuilds up again. That'll happen again. And and that's not good for the growth of the game.
1: And and let me ask you this. With baseball, they do the All Star game, and the winner gets done. Don't you
2: dare say that! Don't yeah. you dare say that! I will, I will, I will hit end on this stream right now if you dare say that.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying compare it to baseball, but basically, the, now they draft and all that. What happens with good East versus West, where even when you had East versus West, it wasn't total defense, but it was some defense in there. You were proud to play with. Portland, with the Raptors, with Washington, you wanted. And the East Conference, let's say whoever wins gets a million dollars, gets two million, gets. And also, I'm not going to say it, but you know what I'm going to say there gets that extra game or whatever. I know baseball is is screwed in some other ways or whatever, but what happens? You got to think they say they're creative. They do the slam dunks and, and what happened with the three point lines and everything like that. You got to, this All Star game and picking. It's a novelty, one year. Now, they picked it live, and you see Jokic, which is the MVP, is almost the last player taken.
2: He thought he was last.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. why he walked up. He thought he was last. Two-time, two-time no, but MVP, and he's the last You're telling me.
2: Jokic shouldn't even be in the All-Star game. He's, not, he's not the type of player, unless he's going to play it. a point guard, he's not he really the type of player for an All-Star meeting.
0: game. He, he said he that himself. He yeah, said. he doesn't suit the game at all.
2: And guess and guess what? It's gonna get worse. Just think about it. As Curry, Dame, um, LeBron start to phase out, you're gonna have Jokic and 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 Luca. Those guys aren't All Star game type of like maybe they can pass and make it flashy, but they're not up and down athletes that are fun to watch per se. Um, there's there's really the East West thing though. Joe, to your thing though, the problem was one conference got a lot better than the other. And it wasn't competitive anymore because all the stars were on one side, which is why they started to do this. And so, yeah, that'll come in ebbs and flows. But I think that's why they tried something new. I don't know. Still, if the players aren't, if the players don't want to play, if the players don't aren't competitive, this game could have been competitive. Both teams have tons of talent. They just chose not to. That's the problem. But how do you get them to do that? I or did
0: do they, they go world versus USA, which is what people are saying? Maybe that might rejuvenate. But if they or... don't,
2: if they don't play, comp- if they still just let layup lines, what? It's so, still so then it's just a boring guys, game again, right? I'll start mm-hmm.
1: off with Anthony here. Does this diminish 55 points from Tatum?
2: 55 points from Tatum. is that what he scored in the All Star game? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know. That's how little interest it was. Yeah, of course it diminishes. Of course well, it means they're
0: nothing. not playing any D, of course you just yeah, I mean
2: it means nothing. His his 55 points in that All-Star game was as as impressive as Malachi Flynn's 52 in a Pro-Am game.
1: He scored 27 yeah. points in the I think second or third quarter. It's like who he was the MVP yet because <laughs> stat line 55 points. Why don't they have if they want to put some like you said G-League player or rookie have them on the floor or have the ladies on the floor. At least give me something that we can see. Everybody everybody could have – Drew, with his torn Achilles, could have dunked and could have had four points. Once he had four points, I would smack him around. All right, so let's go to the biggest trade in the, the trade deadline was Kevin Durant. Apparently, he's going to be available to play March 1st for Phoenix. All right, If, like you said, the West is open. Now, does this mean – I'll start off with Drew. Who's your call in the West now that you know uh, Chris Paul, Booker, uh, Durant? Is it Phoenix or is it somebody else? Is it Denver? Who is I it?
0: mean, it's still Golden State to me. I don't know. If if, they, if they're in the playoffs, to me, you still have to go through Golden State. You, you still have to beat them. They're the champs. They're the guys that basically if they're so healthy –
1: you have to beat the man. You
0: have to beat the man. If they're healthy, doesn't matter what position they're in, I give it to Golden State until somebody knocks them off. But if you look at what's up next after Golden State, obviously Denver has been there. Can they do it? Can Jamal Murray stay healthy? Can the rest of their uh, players stay healthy to go along with Joker to win it? And then I would say third would be the Suns if they can put it together. They're uh, success is key and contingent on their health, especially that of the playoff guy who goes down all the time uh, in CP3. So uh, those are my picks there coming out, but I still think it has to go through the Golden State Warriors if they can get into that playoff spot uh, and and be there and be healthy.
1: Anthony, is, is this the last chance for CP3 this year and maybe next year?
2: Oh, for CB3, yeah. Yeah, percent Um, I, I don't think he's in the league in three years. So this year and next year probably that's that's it. Um for him, which is which is good. He's on a team now where he should be the fourth option. This is a team where he should really go into old man mode and be like, hey, I'm gonna feed KD, book, and even Ayton and get them going. Like, I, I, I want to have 20 assists more than I want to have 20 points. That should be his mentality going into this. Will he do that? I don't know. Is he capable of doing it? A hundred percent. Um, I just don't my thing with Phoenix is this. Yes, I agree with Drew. Look, it's as long as Golden State's in the playoffs, you gotta go through the defending champs. I, I'm a strong believer in that. That being said, Denver, is Denver legit? Are they frauds? Like they've never been together long enough, and you know, they're just we don't know what to expect from them. We know that Jokic picks up his game in the playoffs statistically but he only had murray i think that one year in the bubble right that's all we ever saw them together so you know there's a big question mark in denver memphis so that's memphis was my preseason pick but they got to be consistent and they're not um like they're still second in the west it's not people are just just discounting them because after that thing with uh Shay Shay um getting thrown out of the lounge. They you know they've been really up and down. The Kings? Do we trust the Kings? No. Th- that's why I say the West is wide open. Do we trust the Clippers? Heck no. The San Diego Paper Clips are who never know what to expect. Did Dallas? Do you think Kyrie and Luca with no defense are going anywhere? Right? New Orleans is Zion healthy? If, if he is, maybe. If he's not, no, Minnesota. The best news they got was I believe Cat might not be might not be coming back because with Cat and Gobert, they were terrible. It took Cat getting hurt for them to figure it out and get better. So, yeah, I, I think Golden State's the only team, again, but are they healthy, right? You say KD's going to come back on March 1st. Which KD is it? If it's the KD from the first half of this season who was playing defense, scoring at an all-time efficient rate, like 60-plus percent from the mid-range, like he was ridiculous the first half of this season. If it's that guy... It's going to be hard to beat the Suns. If it's a guy who's coming off an injury who might get injured again, it's literally wide. O- there's there's no uh, – I don't even have an answer for you. For the first time, I'm not more fluent. I don't know. I don't know. So I'll stick um, with Golden State. Why not?
1: Where got- you got to beat the man. That's all I can say. All right, be quiet. I'll give you the figure four. Now, Gosh. look, uh, here – we 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 got a couple of minutes left, so let's uh, t- take it to uh, Canadian basketball. You're the captain, Canada. I still need white royalties for it. Tell us what's happening, Canadian basketball, and anything else. Go ahead.
0: Well, it's funny. Uh, you mentioned Canadian basketball. Shea was a bit upset too <laughs> when we talk about no defense. He was upset that there wasn't any defense, and then when he went into, I think, throw down LeBron. <laughs> try to block him and I'm just wondering if that had something to do with Shea going into LA and basically pummeling the Lakers on uh, LeBron's big night I think that might have been key to figure out where that kind of energy came from on defense for them Uh, Canada they just uh, named their uh, players for the window six of the FIBA uh, World Cup qualifiers they've already qualified they sit undefeated right now Here are some of the names, Trey Bell Haynes, Javon Blair, Kenny Cherry, Cadre Gray, Connor Morgan, Prince Aduro, Lloyd Pandy, Chad Posimus, Jackson Rowe, Phil Scrubb, Thomas Scrubb, Khalif Young, headed up by uh, Nate Bjorken and Nate Mitchell, as well as Mike Meeks and Philip Jeftovich. So they've already qualified for the World Cup this year. But, you know, because of the way they've had the commitments, guys, from guys like... Cherry and Javon and Trey, uh, Cadre. This, uh, the continuity with Team Canada has remained so strong. Uh, this is the best we've ever had as far as talent top to bottom, as far as being able to field teams that can win games without their NBA players. Uh, and come this summer, it's going to be interesting to find out. I'm sure we'll have a couple shows on it. Who in the NBA, which NBA players will not make the cut for Team Canada for World Championships, and hopefully they will qualify for the Olympics for 2024 next year in Paris. So excited to see what's going to happen this year in Canada basketball. And just, uh, I got to go, I got to run out of here soon, so just to let you guys know, it's uh, On Point Basketball on Facebook, Instagram, and also Drew Ebanks on Twitter. Yes, Anthony.
2: I want to ask you a question. I if, if 30 seconds. um can, Speaking of Canadian basketball, what do you know I got this sent to me this morning, so I haven't had time to look. What do you know about? I believe his name is Zach Aday from uh he plays for Purdue. He's a seven foot oh, plus yep. big man. Zach um, Edy, yep,
0: yep. Edie? I know him okay. a lot. I mean, I've covered him in the high school. He will win the Naismith Player of the Year award. Uh, the most dominant big man in a long time uh, for Purdue, the Boilermakers. Uh, Coach Painter. Uh, they've been ranked, uh, you know, number one at times this season. Um, you know, suffered a few kind of. Odd losses there. But Zach Eady is just a dominant force, Anthony, on both ends of the floor. Only took up basketball a few years ago after yeah, playing baseball. he was
2: a baseball, baseball player,
0: right? Yeah. After playing baseball, North Toronto was discovered. Um, And now to see his improvement, even over the last two years, Anthony has been absolutely incredible. Plays within himself, is a dominant force, can score inside. I mean, how do you stop the kid now? The only question is, with the NBA draft, you know the game has moved away from yeah. Big, That's why centers. I was going
2: to ask my question, because I see him as a projected second-rounder, undrafted player. How is that even possible?
0: Unreal. The game's changed. It's all about shooting. And, and, you know, he's got a bit of a mid-range jump shot there. But, obviously, I think the questions about uh, Zach are, can he play defense in the NBA as far as being able to help hedge and recover uh, and get back in position? Remember, in the NBA, it's so wide open. You have so much space and spacing. How is he going to fare? But if you uh, look and
2: at 70% pick and roll, which they'll probably try to put him into a lot, right?
0: They'll put him into a lot. But man, for what he's done, and, and to think, you know, he'll probably—I I think for sure—he's going to be Nate's with player of the year. An yeah. accomplishment either way. And he'll play pro somewhere. Yeah, uh, I think he'll seven ultimately four, be in right? the seven
2: NBA.
0: 7'4, Yes, at least seven, seven four? four. Yeah, he'll play somewhere. I'm whether taking it's a year
2: chance. Or, I'm or taking a chance on a guy that's seven four that can score inside well, and defense.
1: True Big ups Agreed. to you, first of all. I want you to get that guy on the show with me and Anthony and you here. You got okay. Uh, let me I'll try to
0: request one. it. Let's see if we can Wait, get. What do I mean you mean?
1: Requested? You're Captain Canada, <laughs> and it, if you're not Captain, tell them the president of the provinces of Canada, the mayor of North, North elect of North. Let America. him
2: go work on it, Joe. Let him go work. Yeah,
0: on I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna uh, definitely right, we'll get, get tell Zach. Tell me how to get a hold of you again, uh, E. Banks. Big ups to you. Come on, I'm on Drew Banks on Twitter. Uh, Great to be here, guys. Always a great show.
1: All right, Fluent, go ahead before Drew hangs up.
2: It's right there, sports underscore fluent. That's TikTok, Twitter, and IG. Or you can just go to sportsfluent.com, and it has links to bring you to anywhere you want to go. So check out sportsfluent.com and uh, give me a follow on TikTok. I'm on my path to 100K. Let's go.
1: And that's the coach of the year, soon to be an NBA all-star game coach. Drew Ebanks Banks is the only person that's clapping in the world.
0: Drew. Oh, hey, shout out, shout out one more, thing. We got our Give him a big national, ups, Drew.
1: Give him a big ups.
0: We got our National Junior Circuit this weekend. So check it out in Oshawa at the Sportsplex. And all our circuit championships March 9th to 11th out in Oshawa as well. And congrats. To Coach Anthony, we got to get up there soon and talk to some of these little little guys and uh, give them a little bit of shine on the On Point Network. There we go. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot.
1: That's been NBA Jump Ball. Thank you, Anthony. Andrew, thanks a lot.